I have to tell you about these miniature gun models called goat guns. My guy loves building and collecting them. I was most surprised by the complexity of these models. They're really high quality. His dad and friends always ask about it, and if you ask me, these get a little too much attention around here. Shop for yours at GoatGuns.com. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Man, I need something new to watch on Netflix. I'm bored of watching the same things over and over. What's this? The Briefing. Two seasons. Hmm. Let's check out the trailer for that. The coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. Anyone can spread coronavirus. Numbers are increasing, and they're increasing across Europe and in the UK. There have now been four deaths from coronavirus in the UK. I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. Stay at home, protect our NHS, and save lives. Can I turn next to Robert Peston for my TV? Oh, hello, sorry, my connection doesn't seem to be stable. It is the season to be jolly, but it is also the season to be jolly careful. Hands, face, space. It's humanity against the virus. We're in this together, and together we will prevail. Next slide. Next slide, please. Next slide, please. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Are we on? Am I on? Who the hell knows? All right, Alec Feldman here. Hope all is good. Welcome to the show. That was a solid start, and it will only go down from here, I assure you. But I would like to dedicate this show today to someone you wouldn't necessarily expect me to. I would like to dedicate today's show to Donald Trump, because as his presidency draws to a close, a lot of quite funny things keep happening as he sort of tries to dodge the fact that he has actually lost the election. Um, now, the Four Seasons total landscaping thing was good. This might be better, or at least on par with that in terms of just total humiliation. Uh, it emerged today that he spent $3 million on a recount that then gave Joe Biden 132 extra votes that he didn't have on the first count. So, big um, slow clap for Donald Trump. Well done, well done. So, uh, I'd like to dedicate today's show to him please continue to make these embarrassing but very funny mistakes all is good right hope you've had a very nice week and you did not waste loads of money on black friday yesterday i didn't but we need to discuss this later on might start a little support group about that actually also to be discussed 10 past four i speak to a guy who has been the victim of zoom thirsting if you don't know what Zoom thirsting is, I'll explain everything in about an hour's time. Plus, I will attempt to talk about a town that I literally can't name on the radio. Life anniversaries in about 10 minutes. And next on the show, I need to tell you about my latest obsession. It's a person that I'm calling Magna Carta Woman. And I think she's just hilarious for all the wrong reasons. All will be revealed very, very soon on Wizard Radio. Plus... 60 second guide on the show as usual someone zooming you will return just before 4pm 
and I will play you some songs, which include the new Shawn Mendes and Bieber tune, Avenue Beat, and next, Jason Derulo and his attempt at having a sort of a John Lennon moment with Love Not War. That's on the way in a bit. After This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. This bit of the show, if you've never heard it before, is very educational, probably the most educational bit of the whole two hours. I'm going to try and impart some life wisdom that I've learned in the last seven days. And I'm going to gift that to you. I'll wrap it up and you can have it and you can know it and internalise it without ever having to go through the very difficult process of learning it yourself. First up this week, I've learned, this is, this is good, did you know this? Infectious and potentially deadly diseases take the week off at Christmas. It's fine, it's all good. You can do whatever you want at Christmas. Because the pandemic that's been going on for the last sort of nine, ten months is just it's on holiday. Like the rest of us, it's getting drunk off eggnog and eating celebrations. Not around, not able to infect people. It's like, it just can't, it doesn't work. So, that's good. We can all do what we want at Christmas because the disease is taking the week off. Fantastic. I didn't know that. I'll have to ask my friend Chris Whitty about that. I'm sure he'll be able to explain why that is the case. He's a very, very knowledgeable man. So that's, that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah. Also, I've learned a couple of other tough lessons this week, such as always check the route before you set out. I'll tell you more about this after four o'clock, actually. I've tried to do something nice, and it didn't quite work out as I'd expected it to. But, but basically, it, it turns out that when I cycle on my bike, um, it's very easy, and it's you know there's lots of nice cycle lanes and stuff because I live in the middle of a city centre and I go down like one road. And I just kind of thought everywhere would be like that in Manchester, but it's very much not the case. More details to follow after 4pm. And finally, this week, I've learned, following on from the second lesson of this week, Stockport. Um, It's a bit rubbish, I think. No offence to you if you live in Stockport or from Stockport or currently listening in Stockport. Like, you know, I don't mean it in a, in a mean way. I just, I just... I went there yesterday and I didn't have a very nice time. I just, yeah, didn't like it. Sorry. I know I'm being really shocking here, but I'm just not a huge fan of Stockport. But I, I do have a reason. It's a very good reason. I will tell you later. But for now, to recap the highly educational lessons this week, I learned infectious diseases, they should take Christmas off. You should always check the route before you go anywhere because Stockport is a bit rubbish, at least if you're riding a bike. Coming up next, Magna Carta Woman. Let me introduce you to a ridiculous human being. After Jason Derulo and Nuka, this is Love Not War. Inspirational, Jason. Just such meaningful words. Thank you. Thank you for making that song. That was Jason Derulo and Nuka with Love Not War on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on. Hi. You're right. Coming up, Shawn Mendes. But first, I'm obsessed with this person. She genuinely fascinates me. Um, this is Magna Carta woman, who I would like to tell you about right now. She is a hairdresser. She is from Bradford. And she thinks that she is immune to the law. Yeah. Because of the Magna Carta. And it's, it's insane. This story is genuinely ridiculous. What's happened, right? She owns this hairdresser salon in Bradford, in West Yorkshire, in England, in the north. Very nice place. And she's basically gone, because obviously England's in a lockdown at the moment. She's basically gone, no, I'm not closing my shop because of the lockdown. I refuse. And I don't know what's happened. I think she's been watching some, like, weird sort of conspiracy YouTube videos, that kind of thing. And she's got it in her head that because of the ancient document, the Magna Carta, she is able to basically opt out of the law of the UK because of some provision like that was never actually passed into law. I think it's called like Article 61 or something that says that if you are being ruled by a tyrant king in an unjust manner, then unlawful, um, unlawful disobedience is perfectly acceptable. And... Now, this is not a thing. It just doesn't work. It's not true. And that's that's just established fact. It would not stand up in a court of law at all. But because of whatever it is she's been watching, she is convinced 
that she can quote this article and be completely immune from all the lockdown laws. And so she's done this. She's put some like poster up in a window being like, under Article 61 of the Magna Carta, I don't have to follow these rules. And obviously she does. And she's just not closing her salon. And the police keep going around and being like, you have to close your salon. She's like, no, I don't. This is against my rights. You're talking to the legal entity, Sinead Quinn, because that's her name. But I'm not, I don't recognize that legal entity because that's just what it says on my birth certificate. That's not really me. It's some rubbish like that. Complete, utter nut job. But it's incredible because the police keep going around and the council keep fining her. And she's now up to £17,000 worth of fines. £17,000. It's insane because she is convinced that she does not have to follow lockdown rules because of some weird thing in the Magna Carta, which obviously isn't true. And it's just amazing. She's on like Instagram every time the police come round. She's like, oh, look at them harassing me again. It's like, do you not understand? There's a pandemic on. Tens of thousands of people have died. Loads of people are in hospital. They're on ventilators. And you think you can keep your hair shop open because of the Magna Carta. Like, get some perspective. I know it sucks that you've lost loads of business. That is very, very, very sad for all business people that have lost business. But <laughs> are you mad? What are you doing? It's just... it. I'm sort of following this story with this, like almost morbid fascination because you know how it's going to end it's going to end in tears she'll like lose her business or go bankrupt or end up in court or prison or something and it'll end really bad for her badly grammar but at the same time i just i can't help but find hilarious that there are people out there who are so i don't know they've just been led down this path of believing crazy things from the internet but she thinks she'll be fine. And I just, I almost want to like, I don't know, go up to her and be like, come on, pull yourself together, get a grip. Look what's happening. But I don't know. It's just, this fascinates me as a story. I'm obsessed. I, in a weird kind of sick kind of way, can't wait to find out what happens next. What the next twist is in Magna Carta Woman's Hairdressing Shop. What's going to happen? But I'm sure all will become apparent. Do you think... She'll go down fighting. Will she She never concede that maybe it was a little bit silly to keep her shop open in a national lockdown? I don't know. We'll never know. But what a, what's, what a fascinating story. I, I've been following it all week and it's very interesting. Anyway, coming up next, I missed a big anniversary in my life that happened a couple of weeks ago. I'm very disappointed. I'll tell you what that was. After Sean Mendes and Justin Bieber, their new song together is Monster on Wizard Radio. Mendes and Justin Bieber with Monster. It's Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on. Hi. Right. I missed a massive life anniversary last week. It was, I think it was actually two weeks ago. And I can't believe I missed it because I, I remembered like a couple of months ago. I'd be like, ooh, the anniversary of that will be soon. But then the day happened and it totally passed me by. And I was really disappointed that I didn't I didn't mark it in some way. But but here we are. It was the anniversary, the one year anniversary of the time I got retweeted by the comedian David Badil, and as a result got loads of attention, loads of abuse directed at me, and I even ended up in the Daily Mail. I don't know if it was the real Daily Mail or the Mail Online, but either way, that was a thing that happened. It happened on it was like the something it was it was mid-november i just even now i don't even know when this anniversary is hang on hold on one minute i will find it because i should have i should have done this before i started talking but never mind we are where we are um okay it happened on the this is the 19th of november 2019 and it's now the 28th of november 2020 so i'm what like a week and a half late to mark this anniversary but we got there in the end what happened? You know the election debate? Do you remember when there was an election? It was a year ago. It feels like much, much longer. But there was an election and there was a debate on the telly. And Jeremy Corbyn went on. Remember him? And he started talking about um, the notorious, um, well, whatever he may or may not have been, Jeffrey Epstein. Except he didn't call him that. For, for reasons that remain unclear, he called him Jeffrey Epstein. 
And a lot of people watching that were a bit like, hmm? Why have you done that? What, what, does, what does that mean? And I mentioned this on Twitter, and then it got picked up randomly, I don't even know how, by David Baddiel, who has many, many more followers than I do. And and then it went a bit mad, and loads of people sent me abuse, basically being like, how could you say that, you idiot? The best piece, I remember being read this by one of my friends at the time, was, you are desperately adding garnish to a nothing burger. I mean, that is still in my Twitter bio, because just that's poetic, it's beautiful. I feel like it just sums me up so nicely. And, and so that happened, that was like a year plus a week and a half ago. So happy one year anniversary to me of being in the Daily Mail online. What a time to be alive that was. I did miss it, which was disappointing, but I'll celebrate the two year anniversary next year. Maybe me and David can, can get together and reminisce about all the, the good times. Anyway, um, on that note, it's a, it's a slightly odd life anniversary to want to mark, you know, getting loads of abuse. But, you know, it was a pivotal moment in my life. It might not seem particularly significant or joyful to others, but to me, that was a big moment. And I want to know if you've got any other of these big life moments that to other people, they just seem insignificant. But to you, it is a huge moment in your life and you celebrate the anniversary of that big moment every year without fail. I don't know if anybody will do this. because I mean, even I couldn't remember the anniversary of me being retweeted by David Baddiel and being in the Daily Mail. But want to get that one in one more time but um maybe you're more organized than me maybe set up like a recurring event in your calendar being like hey it's two years since the time i saw justin bieber in concert that's a terrible example but you get the idea have you got any other life anniversaries that you celebrate on a yearly basis that are just a bit silly and people are like why do you do that do you, do you get a cake? How do you mark it? All of these things I would very much like to know. Oh, and tell me when it is as well and we can celebrate together. 07807 183 538. That's where you can find me. That's my text number. That's how you can send your message to me. Also, you can email station at wizardradio.co.uk or on the socials. We're at Wizard Radio. Find us on there. Slide into the DMs. I'll see it. It's all good. Have you got any life anniversaries? What are you celebrating? How are you celebrating it? Etc. Etc. Send me all the details, please, and thank you. I'll read out a few in a bit after Lil Nas X. And now this from Avenue Beat F2020 on Wizard Radio. Live from a slightly funny-smelling basement in Manchester, this is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. I don't know why it exists, but I'm cool with it. Lil Nas X's Christmas song, Holiday, on Wizard Radio. Favourite line from that, by the way. Hee hee, I dance like Michael Jackson, just because... I'm, I'm pretty sure the catchphrase was not he he delivered in quite that way. Anyway, before that, Avenue Beat, Jesse Reyes, F2020. It's Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. And playing soon, how about Julia Michaels? And this is this is her name. This isn't me trying to be edgy and wacky. Some girl named Dana. It's coming up soon. Right. A week and a half ago, it was the one-year anniversary of me being in the Daily Mail and retweeted by David Baddiel. It was a, a strange time in my life, and I was going to mark it, and then completely forgot until right now. Uh, Jake says, July 15th is the important anniversary of my life, because that is the day I stopped being able to eat Marmite. I was 15 years old when this happened, and for the 15 years of my life up to that point, Marmite was my favourite food. I probably ate it once a day if i didn't have marmite for breakfast i'd have it as a snack when i get home but on july 15th we finally went to the doctor because i'd been really ill for a week and that's when we were told it was marmite my life has never been as good since because when or yeah every day on <laughs> sorry i just messed up reading that my life has never been as good as it was when I used to be able to eat Marmite. And every year on July the 15th, I sit there depressed. I'm allergic to my favourite food. Jake, that's such a sad story. How how did it happen? Were you always allergic to Marmite? Or did you develop an allergy to Marmite as a result of your overexposure to Marmite? What's going on? How, how does that work? Which bit specifically of Marmite are you allergic to? Where do you stand on Vegemite? Are you also allergic to that or, or not? I, I have many questions about this medical condition, but I'm just... More than anything, I'm just a bit sad that you've had your beloved Marmite taken away from you. If I if I suddenly developed a peanut allergy tomorrow, I would be gutted. I love peanut butter. I don't eat it as much as I used to, actually, but it is it's great. On toast, nothing beats it. 
that will be really sad. Or like, I do genuinely worry sometimes actually that I will out of nowhere become like lactose intolerant or celiac or something and not be able to eat all of the things that I like eating because that would, that would be tragic. Um, I'm sure if you are lactose intolerant and listening, you will 100% disagree with the remark I'm about to make and say that it's stupid and ignorant. But I think if I was lactose intolerant, I would just, I'd just ignore it and I'd deal with the discomfort and be like, you know what, it's worth it. I want this cheese toasty, I want this chocolate, I'll put up with the, the whatever it might be as a result. But uh, like I said, that might be a terrible idea, so sorry if I've just said something really stupid. Hi Mia. Mia's message, she says, this wasn't meant to be a life anniversary, but when I was 10, my hamster died. I was so devastated, I decided to put it on my phone calendar so I'd never lose the memories of my dear hamster, who I loved so much that I never actually named. (laughs) Oh, R.I.P. Nameless hamster. You know, ever since, she says, I've just never taken that recurring arrangement off my diary. Every time I get any phone, it's just still there. It syncs up. August the 18th, R.O.P. Hamster. The date and his memory follows me around. So in a way, I guess 10-year-old me was successful in my aim, because I've never forgotten it. But I'd also like to be taught how to remove a recurring diary event, please. Mia, I do know how to do that, and I could probably tell you right now I could work it out in about 10 seconds. But I don't want to, because I like the idea that for the rest of your life, you'll be followed around by this dead hamster without a name that's just been dead since you were 10, <laughs> and you don't know how to delete the event. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but I'm so sorry for your, your loss that was many, many years ago. Big, big F to the hamster. And I'm glad that its memory can be honoured every year. <laughs> you see, you're not forgetting your, your life anniversary like I am. Carl says, this is so random. But my life anniversary is actually this week. Oh my god, amazing. Happy life anniversary, Carl. What is it? He says, do you remember when the X Factor was really big and relevant? Oh yeah, many, many years ago. And they used to be sponsored by a mobile phone company. And every section, they had an advert before and after. And if you were really lucky, you could be featured in the advert if you filmed a video of yourself dancing and you sent it to them. This Saturday, it's it's like kind of today, but not like the exact same date is when me and my best friend Carly were on the advert before The X Factor. We were on national TV dancing, the whole country was watching, and everyone in my school was talking about us that week. Amazing. That's that's really cool, in a way. Um, yeah, how did you do that? What were you dancing to? Were you like dancing to music, or were you dancing to Fleury Sax, for example, or Wagner, or Jedward? All the people from The X Factor, you know, back in the day before before everyone stopped caring about it you know it's not on telly this year i don't think for the first time in like forever and no one's really noticed but i don't think i don't think so yeah but yeah well happy happy however many year anniversary it is going by your description probably at least 10 years happy anniversary of being on the advert break before the x factor carl and carly carl and carl hang on sorry i've just noticed that <laughs> Carl and Carly. Carl's best friend is Carly. Are you having a laugh? <laughs> is this intentional? Did you become best friends with Carly because you have a very similar name? She's got like the female version of your name. That's funny. <laughs> Sorry. I bet you get that all the time. Happy life anniversary to you all. Right, next on the show, a town that I can't actually talk about on the radio, but I'm going to give it a go next after Julia Michaels. Lie like this, it's Wizard Radio. Julie Michaels, Lie Like This, it's Wizard Radio, I'm Alec, hi. This next bit of the show might be a little bit difficult because I want to talk to you about a town, but I can't actually say the name of the town on the radio because you'll understand why in a second. So let's go, let's go to Austria. Have you ever been to Austria before? I haven't, hopefully one day. You know, it's just, just just below Germany, in case you needed you needed a, uh, a geographical location. And there's a town in Austria. It's a it's more of a village, really. Um, it's it's quite small, I think. And it's a really it's got a really old name, you know, um, possibly as old as like the 11th century, like the back when the years was like a thousand, you know, the ten somethings. It's a really ancient name, and the trouble with this name is that it's it's quite funny 
it's basically it's a rude word. It's it's the F word. That's that's that is the name of this village. I'm not joking. It is, and that has obviously created quite a lot of attention for this this town, which is called, you know. But obviously, because it's really funny, they run into a few a few problems. For a start, the the residents of this place don't really like everyone making fun of the name of their village. You know, they want to be known for other things, I guess, like the lovely. I don't even know what there is to do there, but I'm sure there's lots of good things. You see, I don't even know that's the problem because all I know about this place is its name, and the villagers just want to move past that. They've had enough of being known just for having a silly name. There's so much more to this place than the name, and so they have they've got together and the mayor has got involved and basically they're going to change this name the thing that prompted the name change after all these years literally like a thousand years it's been called this name and now they're changing the name because of all the tourists and the fact that they get called residents of this place they have a certain name you know as um and they've they've they just bad enough. They're fed up. They don't like the tourists coming and pointing and laughing. They don't like the tourists coming into the shops and making terrible jokes. I can so imagine like American tourists doing that and British ones as well, to be fair. And the worst bit, sometimes people even steal the road signs because they're like, hey, I want a road sign that says this. And they, they just nab it and run away. To the point where they had to install special road signs with like concrete that you can't nick. And so it's it's been a tough time for, for this place. And so finally, after literally a thousand years, the mayor has said, we're going to change the name. Problem solved. Finally, this place can have a, a less humorous, more sensible name. And you know, on a, on a personal level, I am sad about this. Because I love a place with a funny name. Uh, there's there's the road called Bell End, for example, in the West Midlands. That's funny, and you know some of the residents tried to get that name changed, but then there was a massive like outcry. There was a big pushback, and people were like, no, you cannot change the name of Bell End, and so they didn't. And Bell End in the West Midlands is still called Bell End to this day, but in this town in Austria, it's, it's just not happening anymore. So you know, it is a shame. It's a sad day for humorous place names and funny road signs but a good day for the residents of this town village whatever it is um although to be quite honest i'm not a hundred percent sure what um effect this will have because they've just they've changed the name well they've, they haven't even changed, they've changed two letters it still sounds very similar to how it did before except now instead of in the middle, there's a g in the middle. But other than that, it's it's entirely the same, you know, it's ging. So I'm not a hundred percent sure how much of a difference this will actually make. But, you know, all the best to the residents of this village, the name of which I have gone an entire like four minutes on the radio without saying. Whew, that was tough, but I think I I think I did it. Right, some girl named Anna on Wizard Radio right now. Seriously, just stop is the name of the song. Stop. Zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell. Saturday, five to four means another edition of the most COVID-compliant game show you will hear on the radio. It's someone zooming you. That's right. There are no doors here. No one is coming round because that's not allowed because we're in a English lockdown. And even after that. I live in Manchester, we're going straight back into tier 3, so no people knocking at my door, not for now anyway. So we do, someone's zooming you instead, where a mystery person will, out of nowhere, very rudely just decide to call me up, and, you know, it's very rude, and I don't want it, I haven't got time for it, but it just keeps happening, and... What can you do? Just gotta zoom, gotta zoom, go zoom, zoom, oh. zoom, wow. zoom, zoom, zoom. That's early. Zoom, 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 zoom. Someone zooming me already. Zoom, zoom, oh. zoom, zoom. Can't believe this. Zoom, 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 zoom. So unwanted. Zoom, zoom, right. zoom, zoom. Should we, should we have a look? Zoom, 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 zoom. Who is it? Uh, ah. Okay. Right. 
Well, I can see who is on Zoom to me. That's slightly concerning, but let's let's go with it. Hopefully, nobody will guess this one. So I don't really, don't really want to talk to them. But let's let's just go and get the five yes or no questions that will help you guess who is zooming me this week. Hello, James Gilmore. Hi. You know what I was thinking, Alec? What's that? I've never heard anybody with the same Zoom ringtone as you. Really? Is oh, it like a? I don't know. Is it like a thing, like a custom one that you got, or, or what's happened? Yeah, what I did, I texted a special number, and I was able to buy a custom ringtone for just a recurring three-pound monthly payment. Oh, so why did you choose that one and not Crazy Frog? <laughs> I just thought this one was more contemporary, you know. Fair, fair enough. I can't disagree with that. Um, all right, my first question. Is this a man? It is a man. Is this man British? This man is British. Oh, okay, we're narrowing it down. It's a British man. Is this British man... Um... A politician? They are not. Okay. Is this British man... A... Are they famous? They are famous. Is this famous British man famous for being a... An an actor or a music artist? One of them. Neither of them. God. And there's your five questions. There's my five questions. So... We know that they're a famous British man, but they're not a politician, artist, or actor. That is correct. Well done. There's literally only one person I can think of. Interesting. Do you want to ruin it for everyone and say it now? I was going to say Anthony Joshua, but then I also thought of um, Ainsley Harriet. Technically, isn't a politician, artist, or actor either. (laughs) It is neither of those. Okay. Not this week, anyway. Um, what should I do? Should I do a bonus clue? We love a bonus guidance. We, we love a bonus clue. I don't know what I could do for the bonus clue that's not really, really obvious. Um, I think this this is quite cryptic. I think I'll go with this one. They they have a lot of pound coins in their pocket. God. Okay. Wow. Um, so. That a famous British man who isn't a politician, artist, or an actor, Alec doesn't want to talk to them, but they have a lot of pound coins in their pocket. Actually, no, no, I'm, I'm going to correct that bonus clue, actually. They've just got one pound coin in their pocket. Just the one. One pound coin in their pocket. Yes. Who is Zooming me this week? A British man who's not a politician, but they are famous... Not for being an actor or a music artist. They do, however, have a shiny pound coin in their pocket. Who's zooming me? If you reckon you know, 07807 That's the number you can get me on. You can email station at wizardradio.co.uk or you can tweet at wizradio with your guests. Show your workings, please. I don't just want a name. I want to know why you think that, you know really show me how you've arrived the conclusion you have come to if you can correctly guess their identity i will be left with no choice but to answer the zoom call and have a chat with them before 5 p.m but hopefully that won't happen who do you think it is british man who's not a politician they're famous not for being an actor or a musician they've got one pound coin in their pocket let me know right now and we'll read out some guesses and find out if anybody has got it correct at about 10 to 4. No, that was five minutes ago. 10 to 5 is when that will happen. On the way next, I'm going to introduce you to something called Zoom Thirsting. Also playing soon, AWOL Nation and Harry Styles, but we are approaching 4 o'clock, so it's time for the news. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. AWOL Nation, sale. It's Wizard Radio. I always like to throw in something slightly random after 4 o'clock, and this is especially random today. But 
I can sort of play what I want, so I did. Before that, Harry Styles and Golden, which is excellent. Coming up, the equally excellent Ariana Grande and Pale Waves as well. Do you know what Zoom thirsting is? It's a term I've made up in the last few hours, I think. But it relates to something that maybe is quite common. I don't know exactly how common. But, but basically, it's when on Zoom, you become sort of a victim of someone being especially, I don't know, thirsty. People are interested in you, but not people you ever met. People you only know through Zoom. And I would like to talk now to someone who is a bit of a victim of Zoom thirsting. All right, Isaac? Hello. You are a student, correct? Uh, yes, I am. I am a student. How are you finding COVID uni? Uh, I'll be honest, it was a lot more fun before COVID was a thing. I could actually go out, meet people and do things. That was pretty nice. What about Zoom lectures? Oh, God. Um, I don't think tragedy really does it justice, you know? <laughs> you say that, but I hear you've become something of a celebrity in your Zoom lectures. I mean, right. <laughs> um, I don't know how you've heard this, but... The rumour mill, it's in the Daily Mail. Oh, Jesus. I mean, if they're tapping all those phones, they might as well have got mine. Who knows? <laughs> Piers Morgan's always watching. Oh, God. Anyone but him, please. Come on, tell all. What's what's the deal? How have you become this this celebrity, this B-knock on your course? Oh, Jesus. Um, so in my final year of um, my studies, I've helped out by running one of the first year modules. Wait, so you're like a teacher? Yeah, I'm effectively a teaching assistant. Wow. And it's gone a bit too well in some cases. What do you mean? They're like, they're learning loads of stuff and they're really appreciative for all of your teaching. A bit, yeah, a bit too appreciative. I, I seem to have got some kind of fan clubs going and it's, um, it's getting out of hand. Oh no. Well, what do you mean a fan club? Well, it started a few weeks ago because we have to do a weekly Q&A every Thursday morning. So a few weeks ago, you know, we got the nice innocent comment of, Isaac has such a nice, lovely smile. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. Yeah, it's listed my day, but you know feeling appreciated it was, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a stressful day and I thought that was like, oh this is nice um then I think a week or two after that it was just like oh Isaac's so great what's his snapchat or insta <laughs> snapchat like, okay. are you 12 hey those streaks are so important bro oh uh, yeah good point good point sorry yeah exactly if I don't have that you know little emoji telling me that I have value to a friendship does it matter no not at all <laughs> Yeah, but weirdly enough, I did get, like, three random follows that night on Insta. Like, from one German first year and, like, two other random first years, I was like, this is so odd, but okay. Wow, that's impressive. Have you accepted all these follows? No, I definitely have not. What? Why? I, I don't know. It's just weird. They want to be your friends. They're like your little, your little mini-me's. Yeah, but if you had Hans Gruberson try and follow you, would you accept it? I don't see why not. Fair enough, share that off. Um, but yeah, no, I've been I've done teaching for a long time now, so you don't really let random people in. Um, oh, I see. But yeah, so that, that happened. And then I missed the next week to add something on. And seeing me, there were like a few questions being like, oh, is Isaac okay? What happened to him? Is he okay? I was like, okay, this is a bit odd. And then this week... Jesus Christ, I've just got so many random messages. I mean, I can just read them out if you want. Yeah, please. I'll start with the less weird one. Okay. So, this was one, I'll read it word for word, which was, Stan Isaac for clear skin. What a king. Oh, that's nice. They're complimenting your skincare routine. Yeah, I know, which is a bit weird because they've never actually met me in person. <laughs> they've just seen my little face in a video or two. Have you got a filter on? Um, yeah, I've actually got that, you know, that old Snapchat bog one on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, just just to make it more spicy for the teaching. Um, it then goes on um, to, this one was odd, which is just, I want to be friends with Isaac. That's cute. That's really cute. Yeah, it was. <laughs> My response was, I'm a joy to the world. Quite right. So you are. Yeah, and then another one, the persistent Insta one, it seems, um, set, uh, wrote anonymously, of course, because they can choose to do it anonymously or not. 
that oh. I requested to follow Isaac on Instagram, but he hasn't accepted it. Sad face. Oh, you're hurting people's feelings here. I know, obviously, I know. But, Sad. But then, because he didn't comment about it again, he sent a second one, which was, <laughs> why doesn't Isaac accept follow requests? And then, you know, the colon savage, and then, like, 19 brackets for that. What if your fans turn into, like, crazed stalkers, and we've got, like, a John well, Lennon situation on our hands? Why do you say that? Because that night... Flash the next morning at about 1am I suddenly get a random LinkedIn follow request from the one of the Thursdays that tried to follow me on Instagram. Just like every social media platform getting you on Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, Twitter, Bebo, MySpace, Tinder, Grinder, all of them. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't expecting this in my life, but here we go. Well, congratulations. Where does it go from here? Um... Well, presume. Well, I've asked my boss to just ask them to, to just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I would shout at him and just be like, "Yeah, can you stop? It's just really inappropriate." <laughs> <laughs> Making me so uncomfortable because every time I go to these Q and A's now, I'm just thinking, "Oh no, how many times am I going to get hit on?" <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Oh god, it's just the worst. Well, thanks for coming on, Isaac. And please remember to accept my follow request. Um, only if you send it on LinkedIn too and Snapchat. Deal. Nice one. See you, dude. Alec Feldman on till five. Hey, Pale Waves playing soon. And also Easy Life and Miley Cyrus and Dua Lipa's new song in the next 20. I don't like to talk about my charity work, really, very often. And that's because I don't really do any charity work. But this week... I've actually done something good for the world and I'm going to have a little brag about it. Number one, because, you know, it's a a great thing to do and I'm just an incredible human being for doing it. But also because I basically just regretted it immediately. Like before I even arrived, I was like, oh man, why am I doing this? So um, if you haven't been keeping up with this, it's not really a saga, it's development in my life which fair enough you've got much more important things to think about i have moved city it was sort of an accident but here we are finished uni decided let's let's move to manchester see what happens and here we are and i've got a fair bit of free time on my hands i won't lie and so i decided i was going to do some volunteering for this local charity it's called cash for kids and what they do right at christmas they try and get loads of donations of christmas presents and give them to kids who would otherwise go without. So it's really important, a really like worthwhile cause. And they've got this massive warehouse, and I sort of heard about this, and I was like, yeah, that sounds good, I'll, I'll help out with that for a bit. And so I emailed someone, and I was like, hey, can I come and volunteer and help out? And they were like, yeah, of course, we'd love you to. Of course, blah, 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 lovely, lovely, happy days. And this warehouse is in a place called Stockport. Stockport is like its own borough. You've got, like, Manchester, right? And then you've got Greater Manchester. Stockport, it's not in Manchester, but it's in Greater Manchester, if that makes any sense. And it's just south of where I live. And I looked it up on Google Maps, and it was like, yeah, you could cycle there in 38 minutes. And I was like, oh, brilliant. That's actually not that far away. So I set out to go to Stockport on my bike. And um, I've never really, like, had to follow directions while cycling to places before, because normally... I just go somewhere really nearby. And so that was kind of hard, like going somewhere, not really knowing where I was going, just being like, um, I think it's in this vague direction, but let's let's pull over and check the map again. That was kind of hard. And we got about halfway there. And then we, we I think I just burped, sorry. <laughs> that was unexpected. And then we came across this like this enormous road. And this was like the remaining 50% of the journey was just this huge road like four lanes really noisy really wide and something i hadn't really planned for happened which is that there was no there was no cycle path there was no cycle lane there was no segregated cycle bit there was like only a little bit of pavement and that did not have any green paint on it anywhere to be seen and there was no other route this was like the only way to get there had to go down this really busy road and i was kind of like oh god really and so what I did, I walked down it on the pavement for a bit. And then the pavement became like a pavement that you're allowed to cycle on. So I did that for a bit. And then there was a cycle lane as well. What really caught me off guard was that there were hills 
when you cycle in Manchester, never any hills. They just they just don't exist. And then all of a sudden, I was having to go up quite steep hills, being like, <gasps> oh, I'm so not used to this on my bike and all this stuff. And eventually, I get there, have to somehow cross this very busy road, which I did just by like crossing at the pedestrian crossing because it was too busy to try and turn right off and get there and they're really pleased to see me and they're like oh yeah thanks so much for coming down this is about I don't know, like two o'clock in the afternoon and they show me what to do and I start doing it and I was like packing things away and they were telling you kind of what to put in the boxes and you get to pick out all the gifts from this massive warehouse I thought of it a bit like training for my future job in Argos I've always wondered what an Argos warehouse is like and I think this was kind of close um and also just as a side note had some real tat in there that people had donated that they clearly just didn't want like what what child right a 12 to 15 year old who even if you're not very well off who is going to be grateful for a 2020 mum's quote calendar who's going to open that up on christmas day and go oh my god great it's a calendar for the year that's just just ended and it's got loads of quotes for mums on it Hey, thank you so much. So they did, they did have a lot of tat that had been donated, but there was some really nice stuff as well, I should add. And so I did this, and did this for about an hour, and then someone comes on the tannoy in the warehouse and goes, Hi everyone, good news, it's Friday, which means you can all go home early. So let's all finish up at three and go home. By which point I've been there for an hour, after cycling there for about an hour, because it took a lot longer than Google Maps said it would. And then they were just like, right, done now. You can go home. Thanks for coming. Bye. And I was just like, oh, this, this really wasn't worth the hassle, was it? And so off I, off I went, um, cycled back to the same route I did again. It was all downhill on the way back that was okay. Got to take in the sights of Stockport. I thought it looked, no offence again, if you live in Stockport, like a quite generic town centre that's kind of like every other town centre in the UK. But, you know, it was okay didn't like all the traffic that was around me either but you gotta do what you gotta do and then i got home travel time approximately one hour 40 volunteering time approximately one hour and that is why in short i have no desire to ever visit stockport ever again you try and do something nice and it just it doesn't go to plan this is pale wave change wizard radio pale waves and change that's so good it's wizard radio i'm alec Easy Life and Miley Cyrus playing soon. You know how yesterday it was Black Friday, aka the day where the massive, you know, corporations and capitalist overlords try and convince you to buy stuff on the sort of the guise of cheap discounts and loads of nice things to try and entice you in. That was yesterday. The sales are still kind of ongoing because they make a big thing about it. There was Black Friday, there's Cyber Monday, it's all all going on. And listen, I know it hasn't really taken off in the UK as much as it has in America. And you know what? I think that's a good thing. I'm also, in a way, slightly disappointed not to have seen photos of people in shops arguing over a massive TV this year. But I guess the pandemic's put a stop to that. It's not as much of a thing over here, but it's still it's still a bit of a thing. And the companies, they still put all the adverts out and do loads of marketing and try and get you to buy stuff. But then, you know, you get people like money-saving expert Martin Lewis and he comes on and goes, well, actually, these Black Friday deals, they're not that good. They're not ridiculously cheap. And also, even if you pay 120 quid for something, that's 120 quid instead of zero, instead of 120 quid, instead of 180 generally, because you're not actually going to buy it if it wasn't on sale. So... The net result is that you do end up spending more money on stuff that you weren't going to get otherwise. And so, what I would like to do this afternoon, just to to help us all out, is start a bit of a support group. Because even me, even really cynical and quite tight me, was almost taken in by Black Friday things. I, like, not on a genuine... I wasn't really thinking seriously about it, but then when I read an article that was like, ooh, Aldi are doing heavy discounts on the Nintendo Switch, I was like, ooh, are they? And then I had to be like, nope, nope, ignore it, you don't need it, you don't want it, don't be daft. And I had to like slap myself back down and snap myself out of it. You see, it gets to you. All this Black Friday mania, it does get to you. 
And so the support group that I would like to start this afternoon is a Black Friday support group just for people who, like me, want to be part of the resistance. Maybe you were easily tempted by these enticing bargains on Amazon or even Aldi. Maybe you put something in your basket and then you had to close the window and walk away. Maybe, you know, this is a judgment-free zone. Maybe you did actually give in and you bought something on Black Friday and now you're thinking, why did I do that? Well, that was a silly idea. This is, this is what we're here for. I got your back. We're all here to support each other. Imagine we're all sat around in a circle. We can introduce ourselves and stand up and go, you know, like, Hi, everyone. I'm Alec. And everyone's like, Hi, Alec. And I can be like, And I nearly bought something on Black Friday. And you can all be like, Oh, so brave. So brave. That's sort of what I'm trying to create in the next 20 minutes or so. Just a little support group for anyone who's concerned that you might you might give in to the temptations of all these special offers. Don't do it. They're not worth it. It's silly. You can resist. So please, please do. Keep up the good fight. Stay strong. If you would like to be supported in the Black Friday support group, maybe you nearly bought something. Maybe you did buy something. Maybe you just want to pass on a positive and uplifting message to someone who is thinking about buying something. We're here. We're accepting, we're open, we're very welcoming. 07807 is how you can join in with the Black Friday support group. Or you can tweet me at WizRadio or email station at wizardradio.co.uk. I got you back. This is the Black Friday support group. We're open for business for the next 15, 20 minutes. So get your support messages in or your, your words of wisdom, your experiences of Black Friday and the days and weeks in the aftermath. And we can all help each other out to resist the urge to give in to our capitalist overlords. You can do it. Coming up next, Easy Life. After a fully researched, totally verified, fully cited, completely accurate 60-second guide to Easy Life right now. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Easy Life are a pioneering band. A band that have broken down barriers. A band who have gone where no band has ever gone before. They've changed music forever because Easy Life are the first ever indie band to be comprised of five white men. Yes, yes they are. Their success has been hailed as a huge success for equality and diversity. They've been described as icons, great role models for kids everywhere as well. But it wasn't an easy ride for Easy Life. They faced many struggles to get where they are today. When they first started out playing to pubs in the Derby area, they'd often get a response worse than booing. Polite indifference. But that only made them even more determined to make it, and after a long, hard six months trying to get noticed, they finally got offered a record deal. But even then, it wasn't plain sailing. Murray, the lead singer, got a sore throat on the day of their first big venue, and they had to postpone it until the following week. And yet, against all odds, they've succeeded. And that is Easy Life in 60 Seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Miley Cyrus and Dua Lipa, Prisoner, on Wizard Radio, Easy Life before that. And in 10 minutes, someone zooming you is coming up, plus Medusa and Ash Nico before five. Welcome back, everyone. We've just had our brief break for tea and biscuits. This is the Black Friday support group. Hello, I'm Alec. I'm here to support you on your journey away from the evils and temptations of the Black Friday sales. I know that it's hard, but together we will get through this. We will avoid making any unnecessary purchases despite what the massive corporations and huge advertising budgets try and make us do. Sorry, I've I've come out of character a little bit. Calm, calm. Robbie. Hello, Robbie. Everyone say hi to Robbie. Hi, Robbie. Says, Alec, I need your help. Yesterday, I nearly bought a £150 TV for my uni accommodation. Even though I've not actually moved in yet because of the Rona, and I'm sure it already has a TV. Oh, my God. Robbie, Robbie, no, 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 no. He said, I thought, how would I be if I was the one who brought a flat screen TV to uni? How cool would I be? And fortunately for all of us, uh, my wallet did not have the facilities for that, so I didn't buy it. 
but it was close. Yeah, um, having having done uni three years, I wouldn't say bringing a flat screen telly makes you cool. It's you know it's useful. People appreciate it. They're like, oh, great, nice one. But they're they're more interested in using the TV than necessarily your friendship. So I think that was a good call, especially as I remain unconvinced that anyone's moving into halls this year that hasn't already. You're either there and locked up in the like COVID prisons or sore sense not going. But but yes, well done, Robbie. Congratulations on resisting the urge so far to buy that £150 TV that you don't really need because they do have TV at uni. Well done. Everyone, everyone sort of nod approvingly at Robbie. Well done. Well done, Robbie. Talia says, I spent Black Friday very productively, Alec. I invested in something that I hope will become an award-winning sport for me. Oh, dear. Yesterday, on Black Friday, I bought a pair of roller skates. They were reduced from 75 to 40 pounds, and now they are all mine. Because I know when I'm on my deathbed, the one thing I will be most proud of is spending all of my spare cash on a pair of roller skates that I'll probably never use. I mean, I cannot say that. The only person that will ever know that is you, Talia, and your deity of choice if you've got one. But this is a non-judgmental environment, and obviously Talia has told us as friends in confidence that she did spend £40 on roller skates on Black Friday. And you know what? That's, That's okay. As long as you deep down feel that that was okay then that's okay and we're here for you whatever your thoughts on that purchase are Talia but thank you thank you for being so brave and speaking about that important matter I know someone actually um, who's just bought a pair of Heelys at the age of 22 I know um, <laughs> it wasn't a Black Friday purchase but they have just got Heelys they're they're light up Heelys as well it's just incredible seeing them like roll down the road is iconic it's brilliant um so shout out to all the healy wearers and roller skaters claire hello i don't know if i'm an idiot or not claire says but i completely forgot that yesterday was black friday okay that's this is positive i don't know what i was so busy doing yesterday i just completely missed it though now i feel like an idiot i was supposed to buy all of my christmas friends yesterday now i've missed the deals let's all pray for me that i don't miss cyber monday too please Please, please, please. Otherwise, I'm screwed. Claire, um, okay, this is not a type of support we are used to offering in the Black Friday support group, but I'm sorry that you you forgot that Black Friday was on Friday. Obviously, you know, it's a tough time for many, but for some, it is a joyous time, and actually, to miss out on that would also be quite upsetting. So, we're here for you too, Claire. But uh, the deals last longer than just one day, don't they? They stay on for like basically a week, I thought. I think you'll be okay. Just get in on Cyber Monday, find out what stuff you can still get hold of, and you'll be okay. It's all good. You don't have to go down to Tesco at 9am and fight over a TV anymore. Those days are gone. It's just in the past. And George says, I was looking for presents yesterday in the Black Friday sales. I saw this amazing razor kit for shaving your face, discounted from 200 to £50, so I had to buy it. That is... That is a 75% discount. That's that's actually quite good. I thought my dad might like it for Christmas because, you know, he's a man and men like shaving. But for some reason, within all the excitement of finding the deal of a lifetime, I forgot that he's actually had a really long beard for my whole life and I don't think I've ever seen him shave it. So I don't think at the age of 55 he's going to start shaving now. Damn it, temptation. George, come on. I know that the pressures to buy something on Black Friday are really intense and you got to feel like you're not missing out on that 75% deal. But, but, <laughs> how did you not think that your dad doesn't ever shave? Surely that would be the first thing you'd think when you're like, hmm, dad, beard, shaving. No, no, he doesn't do that, does he? I mean, I'm sure he, like, trims the beard from time to time, but I, I feel like a razor will be a bit too close to the skin. So, oh. Oh, George, don't worry. We're we're here for you, George. I feel your pain, and hope that you can come through this on the other side stronger and more resilient, and with a very heavily discounted shaving kit. Well done. Coming up, someone zooming you next on Wizard Radio after Ash Nico and Daisy right now. Someone's zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell. 
Okay, right, listen, we've had some fun. We've had a nice time today, but now the fun stops. It's time to get serious because it's the final part of someone zooming you. A very important matter because we are about to find out whether or not I answer this Zoom call that I have received completely unsolicited. The only circumstance under which the Zoom is getting answered is if one of you can guess who it is. Otherwise, I am airing them. I'm not picking up. They can go and do something else because I'm not talking to them. Person who's zooming me this week is a man, is a British man, is a not politician British man, is a famous not politician British man, and they are neither an actor nor a music artist. But in their pocket, they do have a shiny one pound coin. Who on earth is on Zoom to me today? Anna thinks it's the person who sings the someone's knocking at your door music. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, let's let's hear it. He's a British man, I'm guessing. He's famous for singing the theme tune, but I don't know if you'd call him an artist. And he's got money in his pocket because he's from the People's Postcode Lottery, so he has the winning cash. <laughs> this is so weird as a guess. Very good guess, Anna. But uh, no, let's just unpick this. If you sing music, you are inherently a music artist. Even if you're not very good, you can't really escape that one. Um, and and also, I feel like if you won the postcard lottery, I would hope for more than one pound. Maybe that's just what he's taken out of the bank. The rest is just, you know, accumulating interest. Uh, who... Who is the person that sings the Someone's Knocking Your Door theme music? Is it? It's either Wings that were Paul McCartney's band after the Beatles, or it's Billy Joel. It might be Wings covering Billy Joel. Let me just Google this. It's called, the track's called Let Him In. It's a real song. Um, Billy Paul, not Billy Joel. Sorry, I knew it was Billy someone. Uh, yeah, it's a track by Billy Paul, I believe, if you want to go and listen to this on Spotify afterwards. But... Um, it's it's not that. It's not the person, Billy Paul or Paul McCartney featuring Wings, <laughs> who sings the someone's knocking or door music knocking at the Zoom. It's not. Alana says, is the person Zooming you Dermot O'Leary? Um, no. <laughs> but she says, think about it, he's a man. He's British. He's not a politician, artist or actor. Why would you want to talk to him? In my opinion, he's a bit dry. And he's got a pound in his pocket because he's now flush with cash. After doing the voiceover for all the lottery ads, he ticks all of the boxes. Does Leary do the lottery ads? Is that for the, the postcode lottery or the national lottery? Or the health lottery? Don't forget the health lottery. Anyway, um, oh, national lottery apparently. I didn't know that. I mean, no, he, he would not be Zooming you because, you know, this is like the postcode lottery. This whole feature is just loosely based on that advert. He wouldn't be Zooming me on like a rival advert, would he? No, Dermot would not do that. And Sean has sent a message that I think I know who's Zooming you. A British man who's famous for acting like he has lots of money. But actually, right now, he's in the news due to his lack of money. Which is probably why he said he's only got a pound in his pocket. Is it the guy who owns Topshop and all those brands? Is it Philip Green who's on Zoom? Sean says, don't pick up Alec. Well... This will explain my my slight disappointment because Sean is bang on the one pound coin and he's got it right. Well done, Sean. You are correct. You have won. Someone's knocking at your door for this week. Yay. You don't get any prize. Not even Philip Green's one pound coin. He, he'll need that. But you're right. It's Philip Green. He's on Zoom to me. I was kind of hoping that no one would get it right. But seeing as you have, I suppose I had better answer, answer the Zoom call. Um... Obviously, the one pound in his pocket, by the way, just before he, before I get him on, don't want to embarrass him. He sold Debenhams for a pound, and that that's that's it. That's his one pound coin right there. All right, let's pick up Philip. Philip Green, hello. Welcome to Zoom. Philip? That's weird. It seems to have disconnected. Where's, where's he gone? Philip? Hang on. Oh, look, I've just got a text, actually. Oh yeah, it's from Philip Green. It says, sorry about that, mate. Um, ran out of money on the electricity meter, so the internet shut off. 
I can't zoom you today. So, oh well. That is actually not really disappointing. And also, how did he get my phone number? Well, no Philip Green on the show. What a shame. I guess probably for the best, although it means I can't interrogate him about, you know, the potentially tens of thousands of people that could lose jobs because of him. But, oh well, we move on. I'm sure all will be well for him and he will not face any of the consequences for his actions. And on that note, I think it's the end of the show. Thanks very much for listening, as per always appreciated. Thank you for coming back and getting involved. If you have missed anything and you are disappointed about missing that, there is a podcast. It's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and everywhere else. It's called Alec Feldman the Podcast. It's this whole show but they just cut out like the music and the news and stuff so you just get pure me if that floats your boat go on give it a subscribe have a listen would be very much appreciated and i will catch you next week weekly mixtape on friday at three don't forget and just back here saturday three till five next on wizard radio will be mars mikorski after this song from medusa and dermot kennedy which is very good even though medusa is totally just sticking to the formula paradise have a good one There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun.